This episode is sponsored by OutlawPinball.com. OutlawPinball.com is a retro gaming and pinball apparel company based in Ohio that offers t-shirts, hoodies, hats, keychains, and more featuring retro gaming and pinball-inspired designs. Every purchase gets you entered into the OutlawPinball.com pinball machine giveaway that happens every three months, and right now you can get the Mandalorian pinball machine. Get an entry for every dollar spent in the store or become a VIP member to get store discounts and 30 bonus entries into the giveaway every month. The winner of the Mandalorian pinball machine will be randomly selected on June 14th. So go pick up some pinball and gaming inspired apparel to get your name entered. Also, when you're at checkout, go down to the promo box and type in CANNED10 for 10% off your purchase. That's C-A-N-N-E-D and the number 10. So go grab some apparel and get entered to win at outlawpinball.com. Hello, incredibly bright people for watching this podcast. Guess who this is? No. No. Yeah, it's Yakko Water. Or could it be Pinky? Or it might even be Carl finishing my croissant. Or it might be Raphael with a hot bunch of marshmallow tuna fish and Doritos pizza. Or even Donatello trying to figure out how my Apple Watch works. The main thing we all have in common is that we are pretty smart, just like you. Because we watch and listen to the Canned Air Podcast. And one more thing. Narf! Welcome to another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today, a comic writer who has a, a comic currently on Zoop called Shuffle that has its own soundtrack. And this thing is freaking awesome from what oh, I've yeah, seen it of it thus far. You, you meld music with comics. I'm in. I'm totally in. We've said that a couple times before, I think. I think I have. So, <laughs> But these kind of projects don't come our way too often. No, no, So it's awesome There's, to have another one yeah. come our way. From the graphic novel Shuffle, we welcome J.D. Boucher to the show. J.D., thank you so much for being here, man. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for being here. We're going to have a good time tonight in our retro roundtable. We're going to be talking about movies that probably should have gotten sequels, but didn't. And maybe that's even too strong to say. Should have, eh, maybe to each of us, you know, they should have. But the other people might be like, nah. <laughs> movies we would like to have seen. Movies sequel, we would yes. have liked yeah. to see and get a sequel. That's a better way to put it. Movies in which we would like to have a sequel. Very eloquent. Yeah. Go back to sleep. And, and just to confirm, they aren't movies that we wish the sequel didn't happen and it was different, correct? No. <laughs> well, if, I mean, yeah. it, it, anything qualifies here in the retro roundtable, really. All right. Just a springboard for conversation more than anything. But then cool. after we do that, we're going to turn our attention over to JD and talk more about Shuffle, which, again, very excited for. But before we do anything, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing, head over to CandairPodcast.com. There's different ways you can support us. There's a merch tab. Get yourself some shirts, mugs, stickers, and a Patreon tab where you can uh, become a patron. Five, ten dollars a month get you access to the Candair Patreon pod and a plethora of other projects we've done over the years. Quite a catalog on there and continues to grow. And if you don't have money to throw our way, just head over to your podcast player of choice and leave us a review because 
It's not just to make us feel good about ourselves. It, it gets us more exposure on that said platform. Uh, Randy, what am I forgetting? Check us out on evergreenpodcastnetwork.com. See all the great shows and uh, yours truly here. Evergreenpodcast.com. I think that's going to do it. So let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Do it. Do it. Come on. I'm here. Come on. Do it now. Oh, my God. All right, movies that should have gotten sequels but didn't. Randy, kick us off. I'm going to start off with a a Schwarzenegger movie. So I was always a huge fan of uh, True Lies with Mm. uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Tom Arnold. Oh, man, wouldn't have that been sweet. (laughs) And uh, I guess uh, it's kind of cheating a little bit, but they were talking about doing a sequel as well as like a TV spinoff series. None of which ever happened, but just the chemistry between Arnold and Jamie Lee Curtis and mm-hmm. then Tom Arnold yeah. and Arnold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just great. And, you know, at the end of the movie, you know, they have that scene where, uh, you, you know, they pick up the phone and it's like Boris, Natasha, you know, they yeah. both on the on the call. Yeah. To go to work. And, that would have been cool to see. And there was a young Elijah Dushko. Dush- How do you say that? Dushku. Who? Uh... The daughter. The daughter. Yeah, but who I can't remember. She was in Dark Angel. She was. She was one of the three girls in uh, Giant Silent Bob Strike Back, the cat burglars. Oh yes, okay. Kitty, no, no, well not Kitty. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the one bitch. of them. One of them was Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah. One of them was Kevin's wife. Yeah. It's the other one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it would just be fun to see like her maybe isn't yeah. getting into that too. So. That would be cool to see. Or just to see, uh, you know, Arnold his old tricks. You know, I'm going to take that crowbar and ram it into your stomach. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good pick. I would love to see that sequel. But that Arnie's got to be in it. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That yeah, that's Bill a given. Too. Yeah, thank you. What? That had Bill Paxton, too. Oh, yeah. He's he the, was in it? Yeah, yeah he, he was, was the, the car salesman. Yeah, the jackass that oh, was hitting on Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, another thing, <laughs> I always like to refer people to that movie who say that Jamie Lee Curtis used to be a man. Because yeah. oh, no, that yeah. scene because in the bedroom, the strip legend. scene. Oh, you're damn yeah, tootin'. Yeah. If she wasn't hot as fuck in that scene. Hell yeah. Right? I mean, come <laughs> Hell on. Yeah. Like, I think I'm going to have to go watch that later now. Well, I mean, when no places. one's around, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> what? Trading places, you get to see the goods more than you did in True Lies. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't recall. Yeah, she's topless in that one. Oh, well, shit, maybe I'm watching Trading Places instead. <laughs> this episode sponsored by Jamie Lee Curtis's tits. <laughs> and uh, JD wondering what he got himself into. Right? <laughs> well, let's cut over to you, JD. Movies that should have gotten sequels but didn't. This is, yeah, one that I think really should get a sequel and it has not been from a lack of effort from the producers is Dread. Damn it. Dread. That's oh, is that yours? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's it's just so good. It was just a pitch perfect adaption of Judge Dredd. Oh yeah, yeah. Making it making him cool while still not ignoring like the satire and the bits in there that like yeah, this is not supposed to be like an aspirational figure. Dredd's just awesome. I wish there was more of it. I wish there was a TV show. Like I wish there was a Dreadiverse I could just like hang out oh. in. But we don't we don't get that stuff. <laughs> I want to say I think I read something the other day that they are going to be doing a sequel to it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's going to be Carl Urban again. Was this the one, that, the most goodness. recent one? Yeah. And did he have like a black outfit or am I thinking of RoboCop? 
You're thinking of no, Robocop. You're, yeah, that's right. Okay. Robocop. Yep. <clears throat> I can't remember. How much did his uh, outfit change up from the Stallone I movies? I don't think it, well, it, was, it, it was more like sleek. fatigues. It wasn't so tight. I know. I remember yeah, his it, pants were pretty tight. It was like streamlined armor. Like it definitely you looked at it it's like that is dread, but it wasn't like the giant art deco sort of version that Stallone Big had. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and JD, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the, the newer movie focused a lot more on the gun and like how many different settings and stuff it had on it. than the Yeah. And it was on. it was voice activated, which they actually used to really good effect in certain action scenes. That's really right. Fun. Okay. What year is that supposed to be set in again? I don't remember. I have no idea. I mean, is it how like in the far distant future, or was it I like want to say it was pretty Back far to the Future, there. like 2014 kind no, of stuff? No, no. <laughs> oh no! I think they kept it vague. I think they just kept it to like the future. That's the way to do it. I remember watching. Just that like movie. Mega Man is a 20 XX. It's like yep, one's yeah. XX. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not now. 2099. They're gonna be like, uh oh. <laughs> I remember watching Dread and realizing who he was, who the who the actor was, and was like, get out, really? Who was it again? Carl Urban. Yeah, Bones from the Star Trek, or what else was he in? I don't um, know. I'm not. Oh, he's in the boys him. now. Oh, the yeah, boys, the yeah, boys. yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Butcher. 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 Yeah, thank Billy you. Butcher. Yeah, Billy Butcher. Yep. Wow. Let's talk and then about he was show. in. I can't wait to come back. Sorry, Thor, Thor Ragnarok, too. Mm-hmm. He was the yes. uh, executioner. That's right. Yep. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. That was so uh, funny because, I mean, it, it's not like he had heavy prosthetics or makeup on or anything, but, like, it took me a while to recognize that's who that was yeah, as the man. executioner. But it's like, wait a minute. I know who that guy is. He did damn good. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Jack, over to you. Dread. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong answer. No, mine was, uh, I think it was originally a manga, and then it got worked into a movie, and it... I don't know if they're actually trying to make a sequel to it, but it's Alita Battle Angel. Oh, that movie is yeah. so freaking cool. Was it, that the one where she was like a android with the great big eyes yep. or something? Yeah, that was a really cool movie. This And then, I mean, great CG. None of it really looked fake or huh. janky at all. I and think they, how she looks is how the future sex bots are going to look. <laughs> yeah. <Jeez. laughs> and they left the ending like totally open to make a new... And to make another one, but I don't I don't know if it did make enough money so they could. Do I'm sure if it had, they would have cranked another one out just so quickly within two years. How long that has that one been out? It's been out for a it's little while. It's been out for a while, yeah. I know it was in production for a while, and Robert Rodriguez, who directed it, is now doing episodes for Star Wars Mandalorian and yeah. Boba Fett. And so I think if he's getting that Star Wars money, he could be like, Alita can wait. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars money equals fuck you money. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize oh, that he oh, directed yeah. it. I didn't know that. Makes sense, though. I mean, you, <laughs> you can pretty much tell his work when you watch it. Very good. All right. Well, mine's going to have to kind of be a piggyback on what Randy was saying a little bit. Uh, another Arnold film that I don't think anybody probably wants to see a sequel to other than me, but Last Action Hero. <laughs> I need to watch that. The soundtrack is amazing. I've Hell, listened to like... Yes, it is. Because those B-sides from that soundtrack are all good. And every time I look into an artist and I'm like, oh, they have a track on Last Action Hero. I'm like, oh, dang. Like Now I need to see this movie just so I can see all these songs like used. Oh, yeah. So if you've never seen it, it's the what it's about is there's a magic movie ticket that if you have it and you're in the theater watching the movie, you can walk straight into the film mm-hmm. or pull characters out of the movie. And so there was a, you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger character in the fictional movie within the movie was called Jack Slater. 
And, you know, there was a time where Jack Slater was pulled out of the movie and he did have like a face to face with the actual Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You're a great stunt double. You know, you should get you get in touch with me sometime. He's like, you've brought me nothing but pain. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) But I just thought it would be funny because the movie ended with Danny, the kid, um, be able to keep that ticket, you know. And I thought it'd be cool is like how we are today with movies they keep rejuvenating old franchises. You know what I mean? So what if in that movie verse, they were rejuvenating the Jack Slater films and he as an adult still has that ticket tucked away and all antics would ensue. I would love to see old Jack Slater. Get the old original Jack Slater to go into the new Jack Slater movie. Like there could be a reboot and you could have him fight. Like, yeah. I feel like that's an easy, like, yeah. that's some easy pickets right there. Or, heck, they could even uh, reverse age Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, they did that with, um, I've done that with countless actors, too. Oh, yeah. I think it would be just be fun if, like, the Jack Slater series was checking <clears throat> in, like, one last go for Jack Slater at this old <laughs> age. And then Danny, you know, has that ticket and decides, I'm going to go check this out and go into the movie and say hi to an old friend and then benedict or the ripper or any of, the, any of these awesome people you need to watch this jd i feel like i'm <laughs> yeah no I like what the villain's name was the ripper it is on my watch list my very very long letterboxed watch list <laughs> you said it's it was on like, yeah it's on netflix at least it it ooh. was a week or two ago i saw it netflix might have been it. like oh this is too good to keep on here we, we have to keep the, the, <laughs> the next day prime, we shouldn't have put that up there there was too the much crime dramas coming Oh, man. So that's that's my pick. So uh, that brings us back around to Randy uh, for my next one. And Jeremy, you're going to have to hop on the bandwagon on with me on this one. But to Empire Records, a sequel to that one. Ooh, how would you uh, do a sequel to that? Well, OK, so for anybody who hasn't seen it, um, I just know Jeremy has because we've mm-hmm. talked about it. Uh, it's a it's kind of like a dramedy about a record store and kind of potentially getting bought bought out and Liv Tyler's in it. It's kind of like a teenage coming-of-age type movie. Ethan Embry's in it. Um, the Bridget Jones girl's in it. Uh, uh, what was her name? Uh, Renee Zell- Zellweger. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Was she? Mm-hmm. Hmm. But kind of where my head with that was, you know, now that we're in the the digital age, there's not a lot of, a lot of focus on CDs and records. You know, it's all digital. You know, what would that do mm-hmm. to a potential record store like as depicted in Empire Records? Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, it might be too late to pull that kind yeah. of movie out though, unless it took place like early two thousands when everything started to die. Yeah, because yeah. those that that stuff's long gone by now. But it just it hit such a note with me because I was working at a Sam Goody and stuff, you know, through <laughs> the early two thousands, and uh, you know we were owned by was it Musicland I think owned us, and then Best Buy bought them out, and then. Mm. Best Buy was like, oh, shit, that was a bad investment. (laughs) Turned us back over. So it was, you know, kind of watching that stuff happen uh, the same kind of way it was in the movie, but different. You know, they were an independent movie store Mm -hmm. or record Record store store. that Mm -hmm. was being bought out. And that was the last day before the buyout, right? They were like throwing a big bash or something. So you lived Empire Records and High Fidelity, kind of. I mean, not not to the dramatics of the, the movies, but um, but <laughs> high fidelity was actual records, though, wasn't it? Wasn't, didn't they have actual like turntable records? I yeah, I think it was. I don't think I've even seen that whole movie. I just know John Cusack and Jack Black are in it. Both and those movies good. had a lot of angst in them. For, yeah, you know, 
Very good films, though. And that was a good pick. I don't. I just don't know how you do it. Empire iTunes. Empire. <laughs> like I. Yeah, I think that time would have had to have been long ago. I think it'd be lost on this generation. Well, and, uh, like yeah. the party. But that doesn't mean I wouldn't like to see it. You know, like one of those things that got under the radar or straight to video. But if it's straight to video, you know, it's not going to be good. Right. <laughs> You're like, why am I even watching this? Oh, my dollar back. Yeah, I'd, I'd even worry about a straight to video last action hero sequel. Like, oh shit. It's not going to be Arnie. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's kind of weird, though, because we don't really get straight to video as often anymore. We usually get straight to streaming. Yeah, like, that's true. Because if you like, I mean, there's some straight to video like horror movies still. Like if you go to Walmart, you can go and kind of see that there's all the like the evil nun or, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, just just blatant, you know, rip off stuff. But um <laughs> Like, I have not, like, they don't do the direct-to-video, uh, like, Disney sequels anymore. They don't. There's, no, they There's don't. not a lot of direct-to-video anything. It usually just goes straight to streaming. Another good place is Redbox to find things that went straight to, I want to say, oh. I mean, DVD, but, you know, all the same things that didn't hit the theaters. Um, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. I'm, I'm going down a, a totally big rabbit trail here, but do you guys remember the, the glory days of Blockbuster when, like, the big hit would come out and... They'd have like all the like say it's Transformers, right? You'd have like all the sold out wall of Transformers, and right next to it, you'd have the knockoff like Transmorphers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Taking advantage of naive grandmas trying uh, yeah. to do something good for their. Yeah, uh... sonny boy, I bought you a movie. It's yeah. the robot Transformers. Right? <laughs> it's the Ghost Fellows. They, they were they were out of the Pirates of Cal Car the Caribbean, but here's Pirates of South Florida. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time when we would uh, we would rent those kind of movies just to see how bad they were <laughs> wasn't there a pacific rim one that was really atlantic rim yeah the title i shake my head i'm like there's not a chance no. of hell i'm gonna watch this one it's like the same guys that name porn movies are like yeah. fighting over the, the titles <laughs> men in black who have sex with each other <laughs> what was that from dirty work i think that was when I don't know. Said, I haven't. I've only seen bits and pieces. I've never seen the whole thing in Dirty. Oh Man. my God! You need to watch that. <laughs> I know because you quoted a lot on the show. Bob Saget and Norm Macdonald. I mean, Norm Macdonald starred in it, but I think Bob Saget directed it, and we lost both of them recently. And mm -hmm. I mean, what a good tribute! Watch yeah, it, really. Watch it. <laughs> have you seen it, JD? No, but um, again, I have a giant to watch list of movies. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. This show just really piles them on. Heck yeah, it does. <laughs> All right, back to JD. So this one wasn't a good movie, but I felt like if you made a sequel, kept the main star, and gave it like a new director who knew what they were doing, it would be like the next big thing. Is it Mario And that Brothers? is, no. It is the horror movie Bones starring Snoop Dogg. Wow. Ooh. I, I forgot about I that. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, like it is... It's not good. I would like, I'm going to admit that right up front. Like, it's not a good movie. But I'm watching that. I was like, there's a good movie here if there was just some stuff cut out, a couple of annoying characters removed, and a little bit like <laughs> of the interesting characters like buffed out. Like, Snoop Dogg was really rad as like this serial killer ghost of a gangster who used to run this neighborhood and lived in like this abandoned house. It was cool. There was some Hellraiser inspired bits in there. And I was like, 
what? And then it just completely lost the plot in half the scenes. And I'm like, if you got a new director and maybe just for kicks, like have produced by Jordan Peele on there, you know, have mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg come back and be just a weird, like, like um, slasher gangster dude, it could work. You put Peele's name on it and it's making money. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does good stuff. I mean, everything I've seen with his name on it seems to be pretty damn good, but I haven't seen mm-hmm. much either. So maybe there's some stinkers in there. I don't know. Got to start somewhere. I suppose so. <laughs> I'd never heard of that. I guess I'm thinking of The Bone Collector as the movie. That's I'm thinking what about. I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that was that's a Denzel different. movie. Yes. Yeah. That was a good film. It was. It? Yeah. I, I need to watch that one because that's the one where he is like the detective working remote, right? Back when working remote was like really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Was it Jennifer Lopez that was in it too? I don't remember now. Or well, I mean, it? this is one minute. I got Google open. Joe yeah, yeah. same. I had, last time I saw it was in the movie theater. That's when I saw it. So that was like Denzel Washington and Angelina Jolie. It was Angelina. Yep. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, they're like forensics, bone forensic scientists. I think it was something mm-hmm. like that. Stands to reason. Yeah, I need to rewatch that. <laughs> That's been a long time. Damn, I didn't even remember they were in it. <laughs> wow. All right. Good pick. I would like to see that myself. I don't, but I, it makes me kind of want to watch the original Bones too to, to uh, see what you're talking about. But oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to say it's good, but there's good bits in it, and enough that I'm like, you. There has been larger slasher franchises built on a lot less. So, right. okay. child's play. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> All right, Jack. Mine is a. I found out after watching the movie that it was a book series, and I guess it just didn't do well enough in the theaters. Then I don't know how far into the book series it went. Like if the first that the movie was just a book, but it was the movie Mortal Engines. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the more about the, the books, the cities. That were mobile, they drive around. Oh yeah, oh. that just looked so ridiculous to me. It was the trailer. Just I, maybe it was good. I, it I'm not was saying cool. It, the premise was kind of little far fetched, but like <laughs> kinda it's like Waterworld. But it but moves. at the same time, seeing a whole huge city on these giant vehicles cruising around and yeah. seeing the ruts, they were just like two story deep ruts and stuff from the tracks. Why why were they why did they have to have their cities mobile? Was there a reason? I don't remember. I, the the movie I thought it was cool. It was a good adventure movie. It just looked like Mad Max with cities instead of pretty people. much. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I I I know about that movie because of the coverage I saw of it, which was cuz this was Peter Jackson and he was producing yeah. it. He wrote really? it. He was yeah. like this is this is going to be my next Lord of the Rings. This is going to be the next big, <laughs> big franchise. It's a book series that I dig. I'm going to make sure it's good. I'm going to work here, like work with the director, make sure that's like an awesome adaption. And, you know, they marketed the heck out of it. And it got like eighty three million dollars, which would have been fine if they didn't spend one hundred to one hundred fifty million on it. Yeah. Ooh. Which is why there is no sequels. <laughs> Mm, there's damn. one part in the movie that really kind of took you out of it because I know in the book for a fact because I, I one of the guys I work with was griping about the same issue was that in the book well okay in the movie they're walking around in one of the buildings and they, they keep a lot of old technology just 
because it's like historical artifacts, whatever. <laughs> we might need a part to keep the but city they, moving. <laughs> they were talking about the uh, <clears throat> the deities, the old deities, and they had like pan over, and its minions were standing there. <laughs> minions, like the grew banana. Oh my god, yeah. oh, that's amazing! <laughs> but I found I out never see in the original now. book that it was like Donald Duck and and uh, Mickey Mouse. I'm out. I hate those fucking things so much. <laughs> I mean, all it did was just show them. So, I mean, it was just that that quick. But at the same time, you're like, really? Just because of technology fall, the world goes into chaos and stuff. And a lot of history gets lost. But then you find a bunch of minion stuff and all this trash. So you think, oh, these people must have back in the day. You know, these were their deities. This is who they followed. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, because it was no, so they didn't far really, off. Yeah, yeah, like I thought you were saying like the minions were actual deities. No, no, oh no, no. no. <laughs> Can <Yeah>. you imagine? <laughs> just it's in the just... middle of this Peter Jackson movie, just like me, many I am. Yeah, like haul <laughs> yeah. him away and put him in a fucking straight jacket and lock him up, man. <laughs> but he did do the Beatles get back uh, thing, which was cool. I enjoyed the hell out of that, uh, and of course, Lord of the Rings. King Kong was decent, right? Oh yeah, God, did he yeah. do that remake one, The Kong? Well, he did the original with um, when uh, shit. I can't. Or the oh. uh, Golem. Well, it's not the original remake. It's like the third remake. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. it was like a remake in the, the one with 70s Jack Black and... in it. Yeah, Jack Black. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that was Adrian one, Brody yeah. and Tom Hiddleston. Yes. I just yeah. remember this. No, Tom Hiddleston was in Skull Island. Yeah, okay, that's the, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Skull. It's e I mean, they both have great big apes. It's easy to get them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fair. Yeah, like <laughs> cross the black over. and white one. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the last episode of Boba Fett, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was almost water out my nose. I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. But tell me that raincore. You're right there, though. That's that true. Raincore climbing that thing did not look like King Kong. Yeah, and I shook my head in disarray watching that. I'm just like, oh, come on. It's like, okay, where are the little planes going to start yeah. zipping around him? <laughs> I mean, there was, <laughs> me and my wife have been going through the Clone Wars, like, TV show. Oh, nice. Um, and there's just, there's, I think it's called the Zillow Beast. It's just Star Wars Godzilla. So, like, there's a precedent. Shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, refresh me on the Zillow Beast. I can't remember what it looked like. Mm -mm. Just a beast that helps you find good, affordable housing. Actually, now that I'm looking at it, Godzilla it, looks, it looks like a simplified version of the original Cloverfield monster. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm looking at it now. Oh, damn. It's like a space monster or something, right? Did it like just swim around outer space or something? I can't remember. Yeah, something like that. They were like, we just want to do Godzilla, but Star Wars. <laughs> so like... <laughs> Somebody has a you know, kaiju some... hard on. Yeah, there's some backstories where, like, we're really going to build this into the lore, and it, like, goes back all the way to the Old Republic, and they're like, no, nah, this is just a cool, this is just a cool gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I've been wanting to rewatch The Clone Wars. It's been so long since I've seen it, and, uh, you know, with all these series coming out that make so many references, and it looks like uh, Obi-Wan series is going to have references to Rebels with the Inquisitors, right? Yep, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Love That's it. why it's kind of funny because I know a couple people that are like, I don't care. I'm just movies. Movies are canon. That's all there is, the movies. And then all of a sudden, Ahsoka shows up. And then, you know, yeah. Cad Bane shows up. And he's like, mm -hmm. who are these people? Go watch Rebels. Go watch The Clone Wars. I don't want to. I went through the same thing with my friends. Babies. 
They're like, this it must consume be consume Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we've become marketers for Disney Plus without even knowing it. <laughs> Those clever bastards. Wow. The Disney monster, man, that wheel never stops turning, nope. does it? Nope. Damn. All right. Um, my last one here is going to be the 2017 Power Rangers movie. Anyone? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. I felt that it really, with your source material <laughs> being what it was, I don't think he really could have done much better than mm -hmm. that. The Zord, that's it. The Zords the themselves Megazord. look cool. The Megazord, yeah, I get it. but It didn't look anything like the five Zords put together. <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't look big and chunky and, you know, yeah. full of disadvantages, but, um, <laughs> but it was, it was, I, I got what they were doing. Yeah. I agree with you. And it was weird that like, they weren't like all sitting together in the chest. Like they all had they're, pods they're on limbs part, yeah. and stuff, but, um, and the soundtrack to that was amazing. The score, uh, it was very like, that 80s like hi-fi like yeah oh yeah kind of stranger things sound mm -hmm. but done so so well um makes me want to listen to it god i'm going to be indulging after this episode tonight <laughs> well, perfect no yeah and they set up perfectly too for a sequel with they the did. end credit scene they did because it was like what was it detention and they were like doing like a roll attendance call. roll yeah, call yeah. and like tommy oliver tommy oliver. oh that's and right yeah. it's like locker explodes or something I just showed like an empty chair with like a green jacket on it, unless there was something I missed. Maybe I'm like a varsity yeah. jacket sitting mm -hmm. on it or something. Oh, but maybe I'm misremembering. It would have been so cool to uh, see him come back, and uh, you know, see the gold shield, you know, on his chest as mm -hmm. well. But to uh, you know, I think they what threw Rita into space at the end of that one, just right away bringing in like the movie version of Lord Zed would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I well, think. it would make sense when they threw her out into space, as she'd land on the moon. So, yeah, but yeah, but when they when they defeated her, when Lord Zed got rid of her, he threw her into space too, like in a, in a little <laughs> trash can or something, right? Yeah, I remember too much about the Power Rangers. <laughs> this, all this is revealing, but that's a sequel I would have loved to have seen. I think it would have been good, and I th I, I thought the cast was great. The cast was great mm -hmm. all the way around. Um, I don't again. I don't know how you could have done it any better with your source material being what it was. Mm -hmm. Enough said. There's a lot about Kimberly mm -hmm. that I could totally see the original Kimberly in it. She mm -hmm. did really good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they had the cameo for the original uh, Green and Pink Ranger at yeah, the end. Yeah, standing there at the end. Uh, that was smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> City has heroes now. They just said it with their eyes, though. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't actually say that. That's the extent of their acting. <laughs> Okay, I think that's it. Any other picks before we move on? No, nope, that's all mine. I got I got two quick ones. One Go for it. is, I think, as a TV show, not as a movie, but Django Unchained. Oh, like just seeing, dude. You just win. seeing Jamie Foxx go do, like, cowboy stuff for, like, oh, yeah. half-hour <laughs> chunks. Like, half-hour to hour chunks. That would be, I would watch a bajillion seasons. I know it would be good. Like, yeah. For sure. You, I can't watch that movie enough. That or Inglorious Bastards are my two favorite uh, Tarantino films. I love them, but I think I watched Django on Christmas Day. Actually, <laughs> oh nice! I just, you're absolutely right. What an awesome uh, continuation that would be to see. But if if Quentin's name uh, wasn't on it, I don't think anyone could do it half as well. 
No, and that's that's the thing. He'd have to be involved as like a producer or something. Otherwise, mm-hmm. people would be like, eh. What about Rodriguez? That's, he might be able to pull it off. They work together a bunch. Mm, I mean, I would still watch it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I've got to watch the movie altogether. I still haven't seen it. Django and Chain? Yep. Holy shit. Man. So good. I mean, Planet Time, it's a long movie, but like it's it earns its time. Like yeah. every time you're just like, oh, yeah, it's not like the Batman where you're like, fuck, is this over yet? <laughs> <laughs> not that the Batman wasn't good. It was really good. But at the same time, you felt the length of the film. Yeah. You don't on on Django okay. at mm-hmm. all. That's good. That's good. Oh, I my like, God. What a good movie. I don't care if it's a three hour movie, if it sucks you in and you're like, wow, that was three hours. When I get bored, I just look up clips from that film over and over on YouTube <laughs> just because it's so good. The, the fight scenes are so amazing. It's just so well done that's also an amazing soundtrack too just yes it is like um my wife has a playlist that um they listen to on well they play red dead 2 and that is a good chunk of it Django. (laughs) the tupac and james brown like mashup like thank you yes i like the way you die boy that that song (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) oh man i love that I love that. I'm, I'm going to have to listen to the sound. God, see, I'm so much homework from one episode. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. No, it's a good problem to have. Randy, have you seen it? Uh, I've seen parts of it. i got to finish it. Like, I, I started watching it and realized what a time commitment it was and then yeah. turned it off and have went back to it. I need to, though. We had to start doing Candair movie days where we just yeah, we go do. through these lists that we seriously yeah. acquired doing this show. You guys can watch the thing with me and get scared. I was reading something about that today, and it made me think, <laughs> I really need to watch that. That is also on my list, yes. Is it really? Nice. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it, and I still, like, with how much people love it, I still can't believe it almost, like, canned John Carpenter's entire career. Mm. Like, Wow. People hated it when it came out. Critics <laughs> did not like it. Um, I can totally see why, it, just because. <laughs> I mean, like, because it was a remake. Back. Yeah, it yeah, was the a original. Yeah, and people are like, this is different. We don't like it. Why is this? And now it's considered one of the most influential horror movies of all time. And John Carpenter's like, that's neat. Um, I've kind of moved on, but like, that's cool. Also, apparently John Carpenter's a huge fan of Song the Hedgehog. Really? Really? Yes, he even played the one where he turns into a werewolf. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That's some dedication right there. Yeah, right? Like... Speaking of Sonic the Hedgehog, have you seen the the poster for the new movie? Have you seen the trailer for the new movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The poster for the new movie looks like the cover of the second, second game. game. Yeah. Oh, does it? It's got the yeah. two with the same art style and, you know, the Eggman sitting there looking up over it. Really? Yeah. And of course, excited. Tails yeah, no. isn't standing backwards behind Sonic. They're just standing right next to each other. But it, hmm. it looks just like the... the I haven't card. seen the first one. I don't... You need to. Add it to your list. It's fun. It was good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like a good, it's a good one to watch with kids. Like mm-hmm. it is, it is unapologetically a kids movie, but it doesn't make it bad. But does it hold up to the uh, cinematic merit of Last Action Hero? <laughs> <laughs> I guess is the yes. point. <laughs> <laughs> you said you had a, another one, JD. Oh yeah, last one. Um, it's just because they announced that they're not making a sequel for it, which is fine. But I really hope they continue something in this like universe that they set up, which is Detective Pikachu. I dug Ooh, that movie. Yes. I thought it was rad, but they just recently announced that the they're not making a sequel, which makes sense because they really they really wrapped up all the plot line like some yeah. of these. <laughs> yes. But um, I'm hoping the WB is like, hey, let's do something else in the Pokemon, like some other Pokemon movie. 
then maybe get a different celebrity other than Brian Reynolds this time. <laughs> yeah, like. right. And let's actually put more Pokemon in. That's yeah, the I only mean, just seeing like the live action Pokemon was really cool in itself. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I mean, as long as you bring that element back, I think you're golden, mm -hmm. right? Especially with a new game that just came out too. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, then the other one they just announced like announced two days after really? the new one came Jeez. out. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Now you got my mind reeling. I mean, you could just do an Ash Ketchum story, right? I mean, it wouldn't have to be uh, the like, immortal actually, child. Now I think about ages. it. I don't want Ash Ketchum. I want a Rocket movie. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if you got two, like, if you got two comedians to be Jesse and James, and you just did, like, a whole action-adventure comedy movie where they're trying to do a, like, Pokemon heist or something. Key and Peele. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking Steve. Comes back around. <laughs> Steve Carell and... <laughs> See, I would be out at that point. Not Nothing against Steve Carell, but it's like Will Ferrell, man. Like, some of these people are just around too fucking long. Like, <laughs> go away and let someone else come up and be funny. Fuck. Like, I'm done with your antics, man. Same bits, just in a different movie. Exactly. Excuse me. Uh, well, you're going to have to work that one off, Randy. Go to the corner. <laughs> Back in the hole. Well, let me throw my last one out there, and maybe that'll redeem myself. Okay. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, a sequel where he's a uh, adult trying to outwit his kid trying to skip school. Oh! Like he takes the role of the uh, uh, principal or whatever? Kind of, maybe not so. Or just as an adult playing hooky from work for a day that or something. That, yeah. yeah, could be that too. Do I do I redeem myself? Eh, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay in the room, just don't talk into yes. the mic anymore. I don't have to go in the hall now. <laughs> No, I'd be interested to see what they do with it, uh, did with it. But I mean, like any of the sequels we're talking about, they just have to be done the right way. Mm -hmm, for sure. Mm -hmm. It goes without saying, I think. So, all right, good picks. Beetlejuice. That's supposed to be happening, I right? I know, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so There worried. was an original plan that Burton had, which was... Um, Beetlejuice goes was, Hawaii or some yeah. shit. Yeah, it goes like Hawaii. And like, honestly, I think that would be the best bet. Do something weird with it. Like, I don't yeah. think... Beetle, like I don't think you should try and look into like the lore of the world of the dead or anything. It should just be like more just wacky Beetlejuice hijinks. Yeah, I hope so. Well, yeah, because the cartoon stayed in the the world of the dead pretty much. So that'd be stupid to go back to that. Yeah, how how uh, cool though for Michael Keaton. It's like his whole uh, 80s career is just like starting to like roll over on itself, like being Batman and Beetlejuice again. Somebody hit the reset button. Yeah. The next thing we'll have Multiplicity 2 and Mr. Mom 2. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd watch him. Johnny yeah. Dangerously yeah. Chewed 2. <laughs> All right. Very good picks, guys. Very good. We're going to jump to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, more with JD. Stick around. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. 
You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good poor. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Outlawpinball.com is a retro gaming and pinball apparel company based in Ohio that offers T-shirts, hoodies, hats, keychains, and more featuring retro gaming and pinball-inspired designs. Every purchase gets you entered into the outlawpinball.com pinball machine giveaway. That happens every three months, and right now you can get the Mandalorian pinball machine. Get an entry for every dollar spent in the store, or become a VIP member to get store discounts and 30 bonus entries into the giveaway every month. The winner of the Mandalorian pinball machine will be randomly selected on June 14th, so go pick up some pinball and gaming-inspired apparel to get your name entered. Also, when you're at checkout, go down to the promo box and type in CANNED10 for 10% off your purchase. That's C-A-N-N-E-D and the number 10. So go grab some apparel and get entered to win at outlawpinball.com. All right, we are back from commercial and again joined by J.D. Boucher. J.D., thanks again for being here. I hope you're having a good time, man. Oh, totally. Yeah, thank you for having me. So this comic, which has a soundtrack that goes with it, that really plays into the story quite a bit. I don't want to give too much away. I'll let you uh, say what you want the uh, listeners to know. But can you tell us about Shuffle? Yeah, just start off with it's about David, who's a kid. It is pretty much the summer between eighth grade and ninth grade. He's about to go into high school. It's summer vacation. He just goes on a walk with his older brother's MP3 player just to kind of unwind, gets sucked into a portal of cosmic nonsense, and that MP3 player transforms into a suit, which gives him, whenever he plays a song, it gives him a superpower. However, the song is how long the power, like, the power only lasts as long as the song does, and he has no control over what song pops up because it is stuck on shuffle like the original MP3 player was. Oh, man. Um, (laughs) That's so cool. Like he starts to learn it, then living doodles start showing up around town. Things escalate, and that's yeah, that's the that's a graphic novel. I love the concept, man. Yep. And I've got to know, like, how where did this come from? Because it's it's a very original idea. I haven't seen anything like this in our time doing this show. Well, that was the thing is that like I've been I've been in the comic industry for about like working in it in about five for about five years now, and I've been reading superhero comics obviously like my entire life. And there is a lot of independent superhero comics, but most of them are just homages or deconstructions or just different versions of big two heroes. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I think that's a bad thing. It's just I'm not good enough to be able to do it in a way that like, you know, Grant Morrison, Mark Wade, like all of these amazing heavy hitter comic writers have already done their takes on like deconstructing the heroes. And I'm like, I'm just going to make a new one 
because that way I don't have to compete with anybody. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've had this idea for shuffle since I was in high school. Like I even have like old sketches of like what the armor might look like. But then I saw that like George, the artist, George Cambadeus, who is amazing. I'm so glad he's on the book. Otherwise there would be no shuffle. I saw that he was like, Hey, I'm looking to collaborate with people. I was like, well, hello. How do you feel? <laughs> hello there. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about musical superhero comics? And luckily he was down for it, pitched it to Arledge Comics. They were super excited. And then we did a call for artists. So at first I had like popular songs in it. Like, you know, songs like, um, I think one, I want to do like a Childish Gambino songs. I had like one by Fitch and the Tantrum just for like the first issue. And then they came back and it's like, that's super cool. But legally, we can't do that. Mm. So I was like, okay, cool. Then we put out a search for artists. A bunch of people submitted. And that's how we got the soundtrack. And I actually wrote the script around the songs that came in. That's awesome. So So you sent the artists like the premise for each song they were to write or? No, no. no. They sent in their pre-recorded songs um, that they already had. Oh, I see. And then you wrote around that. And I wrote around it, yes. And so I'd figure out, okay, what power does this song give? And then where does it show up in the script? And I just had to work with what I had. And that was really interesting because there are certain ones is like, okay, well, how is Shuffle going to use it to get out of this scene? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) That would be rather difficult, I would imagine. Figuring a superhero, a superpower out from a song. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, unless the song's just singing about heat breath or ice breath or laser thunderstruck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be kind of a <laughs> thunderstruck. <laughs> yeah, no, there's some, there's some that are like, you know, you can come up with a power pretty quick, like cold as ice by Foreigner. What's that gonna be? But um, yeah, I, I had to, I definitely had to get some creative with some of the song like powers. And I also had to make sure that they didn't all just show up at the most convenient time either. Right. Because then it's like, is it really random if he got the exact power he needed each time? Yeah. Um, so I definitely had to pick as like, what would be a super inconvenient time for this power to show up? I also wanted to make all the powers cool because it'd be a real bummer if you like submitted your song. It's like, oh, I'm going to be a superhero comic. And it's like, oh, that's lame. <laughs> you know, I put all this time and effort and energy into like writing the song and it's just like, it shoots bubbles or something. Like I made sure that. <laughs> like, that's that's that sounds uh, laborious, but I mean worth worth the labor. Yeah, I mean, because if I'm going to do something this high concept, I really had to like make sure it. it worked. Otherwise, people are going to like. Well, it's it's pretty much just got to be good if I'm pulling in this many people who are lending me their time and their music and all this stuff to, and I'm like, okay, well, I, I got to make this work. Right. So how, about how many artists did you have like submit their songs? Like how many did you have to choose from to piece this soundtrack together? And how did you choose those songs? Yeah, I had about double what was the idol, the final count. So wow. if there was about 14 on the final mix there is there was about 30 songs that were submitted and some were just like like there was one there's this really awesome rapper who submitted a song and i was like this is a kid's book you can't say fuck (laughs) and like i reached out and it's like do you have any other like non-explicit songs and just didn't get a response otherwise i totally would have put that in um now i'm i definitely after that there was like brainstorming is like how could i use this concept for like an adult book so i could put cursing songs in there right um i yes that was the big thing is had to be kid appropriate okay um i tried to find things that were like 
big and superhero sounding. And I also tried to do a bunch of different genres because I thought that would be way more fun than if it was like all rock or all electronic or something oh, like for that. Sure. Like, yeah. right. There's like a fiddle song. There is, I have an EDM, there's an EDM song from an artist in Chile. There's one that's just done with like, um, sort of in the style of um, like Ed Sheeran instrumentals. Like oh, cool. there's, yeah, there's like, it is all over the gamut. There is like a straight up metal song in there um, nice. because I wanted to really get the fact it's like shuffle. Like you really don't know what you're going to get when you press that button. Wow. I recorded myself playing the recorder and it made it onto the <laughs> beat recorder. <laughs> all of a sudden that Power comes Power of up. lameness. <laughs> <laughs> all out of key and super pitchy. Beep, beep, beep. So are the songs on his shuffle only the soundtrack are there more songs that show up in the comic book that aren't on the soundtrack or is it just like a like one of those like what were those things called like the nano shuffles that held like 15 to 20 song kind of a things mm. you know what i'm oh, asking yeah, so yeah no so the only songs in there are the ones on the soundtrack there is nice. one mystery song that i legally can't like reveal what it is but i can say that the artist was featured on the Fortnite like battle royale like party stage Ooh. their music was nice but um i can't say anything other than that but that's the mystery artist full of intrigue it, here yes no and so it's a lot of cool songs um what was the original question i'm sorry i got sidetracked. <laughs> i just i think you already answered it i was just asking if uh this all the music that shows up on his shuffle in the book is uh everything that's on the soundtrack or if there were more songs like that he was hearing like, I didn't know if his shuffle was only the sound, the length of that soundtrack. Oh, yeah. So, though, there is the only songs that show up in the book are the ones on the soundtrack, but they don't show up in the order that I have marketed them in. Got okay. you. Got so um, that is not the order they're going to be showing up in the book. So I did that way to avoid spoilers, because if you see that a song's going to be at the very end, you're like, oh, so that's going to be like the big fight song. So <laughs> that'll be the most <laughs> useful power, probably. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. We we got to hear one of the songs that you sent our way, uh, Go Go by uh, Stefan Alexander. Are you able to divulge? And if you say no, that's fine. But are we able to know what the song Go Go uh, power might be? Oh, yeah. Giant rocket boosters. Oh, just, hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. It works. Just like super fast flying soup. Like just like it's Go Go. Like you're going. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it works. Very well. And we're going to be putting that song at the end of this episode. So people stick around. You'll hear exactly uh, what JD's talking about. And me and Randy were talking before we started recording uh, about the song, how it reminded us. It was kind of like, at least the way I described it, was a mix, uh, uh, mesh up of like the Power Rangers soundtrack with the Sonic Adventure 2 soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you hear that at all in there, but well, I mean, um, that's kind of the reason it's the unofficial theme song, because it's super like it definitely gives off like Saturday morning cartoon vibes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I want that. Yeah, let's let's that's that's on the trailer on our Zoop page. Um, it's, it's just a really rad song. So I'm really glad we got to highlight it. So, yeah, really. Uh, actually, awesome. he just the artist, um, Stephen Alexander, was so cool because the original one did have a curse in it. And he was like, you know what? I'll go back and re-record it for you so we could use it. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Thank you. And so that means we can use that song. Nice. That's awesome. I'm not, now I'm going to just listen to it, trying to pinpoint where the <laughs> fuck was. or whatever. <laughs> uh, So can you tell us a little bit about the team that brings this book to life? Yes. Oh, man. So first of all, I already talked a bit about George, but George Camadeus, he has going to be drawing the upcoming 
John Carter of Mars from Dynamite. He just did Buckhead from Boom. Amazing artist. I think he did one with IDW that was, um, I wish I could remember the name. It's like something body. Like, I, I can sell you a body. That's what it's called. Okay. Um, yeah, creator-owned um, IDW series. Just an amazing superhero artist. Like, I would just recommend, if you get a chance, check out his Instagram and just look at his, like, most recent, like he did Flash and he does a bunch of pieces with Spider-Man fighting different yeah. villains. And the just, they're just so cool. He's like, good. I wish He's I could seasoned. be like, yeah, I, I wish I could be like, you know, it's good because of these critical reasons, but I'm just like, man, that's rad. <laughs> and that's enough. And that's truly mm -hmm. enough because um, it is. I mean, I was looking at his Twitter uh, account earlier and damn, if you weren't, you're not kidding, man. He's damn good at what he does. You're lucky to mm -hmm. have him on board. Yeah, I agreed 100%. <laughs> um, lettering the book, we have Jody Troutman, and Jody has been doing comics, like web comics for forever, has been lettering a whole bunch of books, just awesome to work with. You should definitely follow um, her Twitter, super entertaining. And then Chuck, uh, I think it's Chuck Pinnell. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Chuck. If not, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> he's the editor on the book. Um, Arledge Comics brought him on to be the editor, and he has done so many books for so many different publishers, like um, a, a ton of stuff in the indie scene. I'm really excited to have him going over the scripts and going over the art with me and making sure that it's just, like, tight because I wouldn't trust myself to just, like, turn in my script because I'm going to forget something. <laughs> so. <laughs> Always helps to have a second set of eyes. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's awesome, man. You have good, sounds like you got an amazing team. Yes. No, I don't, I could not have pulled it out with the team. They're just fantastic folks. So incredible. Not to mention all the amazing artists that have went to this. So many people with their fingers in the pot and, you know, very talented people at that. So mm -hmm. I cannot wait to see this. And this is currently running on Zoop, which is a crowdfunding website until April 8th. And uh, many different rewards for people who back the project. Can you uh, tell the listeners what they would get if they are become a backer? Yeah. So um, here, you know, what? I'll just open up the page so I don't forget anything. There was some um, cool stuff on there. I was seeing. I saw some enamel pins. I mean, if you want to get to my heart, just present me with an enamel pin, and I'll, <laughs> you've, you've won me over. Yeah. So the um, we got a digital copy for just five bucks. You can get a print copy for fifteen. You can also donate a copy if you'd like. Um, we'll give it to like a local children's hospital or Arledge Comics, who is our publisher. Oh, nice. One of the big things I'm really excited about, there's a shuffle mixtape. So it is a USB drive that looks like a cassette tape and has a mix of like six different songs from the soundtrack, including oh, Go, wow. Go. And so then a lot of the artists, even if we weren't able to sell the tracks through the campaign, they have their tracks for sale. So you could just go get it and put it on the mixtape yourself. And so you can actually have the whole soundtrack. Awesome. There you go. That is sweet. Yep. And of so course, enamel pins. I love them. I love enamel <laughs> oh, pins. Oh, who the so hell doesn't, man? Oh, they're so great. And I don't even wear pins. That's that's the funny thing about it. I don't wear pins on anything, on bags. But boy, oh boy, if an opportunity to get one, you better believe I will. <laughs> mm -hmm. I have a, um, I just got a big piece of fabric from like the extras fabric from like Joann's or something. Yeah. And I have that hung up and I just put all my pins on it for display. Aren't you Ooh. clever? Yeah, I, uh, I'm not gonna, I stole the idea from Alex Parody, who did a thing called pin prints, which were like actual art prints that you could put your pins in to display them. But those wow. sold out. So I just got some fabric. <laughs> I have like three big Ziploc bags full of pins in the closet. I think we might be getting a pin cloth. <laughs> yeah. Could very well happen. 
Man, you got my mind reeling on that now. Mosaic to be the Canned Air logo on it. <laughs> that would be awesome. Ooh, that'd be some work, though. <laughs> Look yeah. at you. I don't. I know a lot of the colors would be, be off right away, unless they're all <laughs> all red and white. <laughs> yeah. But so um, when you're reading the comic, you know, and it has this accompanying soundtrack. Are there places through the book that says, okay, you know, play this song now as you read, you know, through this next page or so to kind of like, I don't know, uh, just complete that experience? Is there anything like that? I I thought about doing that. I really did. And then but the thing is, everybody reads at different speeds. That's and there's no way I'd be able to time and be like, okay, start the track at like 27 seconds and then like, re- <laughs> I guess, play it until you're done. But uh you can read the whole book without having the music with it, but I think that after you read the book, if you go back and listen to the music and look at the art, you can kind of really get a deeper like kind of experience. So that way it encourages you to kind of get more out of the book right. than you may not with the average book because it doesn't have a rad soundtrack. <laughs> and and for people who want to hear the soundtrack, where should they go? Oh, yeah, go to shufflecomic.com. Uh, there's links to all the tracks. The mystery track is... Streaming, I just can't tell you where or what it is. So, okay. <laughs> just wow, this guy whole... here, man, he's getting us even more and more titillated yeah. here. All these questions up in the air. When will I, people know? When will people know? Unf- they will know un- when it's published, actually, because um, okay. we can't market it. So, once the um, that actually something I'm very excited about is we are going to be sending out the chapters of the book as we're completing them. And the way it is structured oh, cool. is that they're set up into like 10, 10 page chapters with like, as if you would be getting it in a comic book store. So we are going to be sending out the digital chapters as we finish them up, leading up to the print release. Gotcha. Um, and so when that digital, it's actually, I think it's the second to last chapter is when the song is revealed. Um, so when that chapter drops, that's when everybody's going to know what the song is. Oh, I want to read it. it will also, <laughs> and I can also confirm it is the last page of that chapter. Okay. Gotcha. Intrigued, JD. Very intrigued. Perfect. Good. <laughs> well, okay. Well, again, shufflecomic.com uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yourself is uh, JD Boucher, the number, or, yeah, the number zero. Uh, yep. Where else people should people be going to check you out? Obviously, the Zoop page, which we're going to have links to on our social media and uh on this post, but other aside from these places, where should people be checking you out? Um, let's see, Twitter, Instagram are definitely where I post the most. Um, I, I am going to be doing a TikTok offensive this upcoming weekend to try and get more people's eyes on the book. Um, so I guess you could check me out on TikTok. Um, I have some really dumb but really fun stuff planned, so I got to market a book, so I got to do what I can. (laughs) (laughs) And TikTok seems to be where the kids are at these days, right? It's true. Mm -hmm. Well, not kids, everybody. Everybody. I don't know why I say kids. I'm just pretending to be old all the time. I don't know why. (laughs) But, J.D., I want to thank you so much for taking time to be on the show, man. This has been a lot of fun, and I really can't wait to check out this project. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Jack, what do we got on the website, sir? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can listen, like, follow, subscribe, become a patron, buy some merch, see some YouTube videos, check out our special guest page, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at cannedairpod and on Instagram at canned underscore air. And on that same website Jack was talking about, cannedairpodcast.com, merch tab, Patreon tab, 
two different ways for you to support us and uh, get some get some swag or some extra content back for for the, that dollar or two that you throw our way. I don't know. I'm kind of <laughs> tripping up here. But, but you know what I'm saying, people. Yep. Randy. And go over to evergreenpodcast.com. Check us out. Check all the other shows out. And no matter how you're doing your canned air experience, please leave us a like and mm-hmm. uh, show us some love. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Those likes and reviews. Eat the algorithm. Yes, yes. Please. <laughs> he knows. He knows. <laughs> this guy gets it. <laughs> he does. And another reminder: uh, stick around after we sign off to hear the song "Go Go" by Stefan Alexander. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I'm JD Boucher. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other.
there. I thought you were grounded. My parents are mean, so I'm running away from home. Where are you gonna go? I don't know yet, but that'll show them. <laughs> it sure will. Shipwreck! Parents just don't understand, and it gets lonely on the road, so be sure to listen to the Candare podcast. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! This has been a Canned Air production. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.